0: Hey, hey, it's Friday. Another weekend is upon you. Looks like a good one for now, so get out and enjoy it. But the next 30 minutes are yours and ours together. The Disability Law Show is back. John Scholes here, simply hosting all the brains of the operation, Savan to market. Reach out to Savan at Samfiru to Markin, LLP, anytime. Toll free, as you know, 1 855 821 5900. A call. Email help at disabilityrights.ca. We'll give you some more information throughout the show. As far as contact and useful websites like mydisabilityquestions.com, where you can ask your questions anonymously. Type them into your phone, your desktop, your uh, your laptop. Whatever you got, and Savannah and his team will uh, will answer those. We got a lot of email flowing through already. We want to cover off what we call the Pocket Disability Lawyer website, Savan. But uh, you've got the uh, the opening call, pal. What's what's happening on your end? I know you got something you want to talk about. Hey
1: John. Yeah, it's been really really busy. Tons of emails and calls flowing into the firm. Uh, and this one that I want to talk to you about is about an email I got from a gentleman um, who is in a lot of distress. Now, this is a long-term disability uh, question or, or email that he sent me. But I can tell you I've gotten many of those um, just in the past few weeks. Uh, I mean, many emails, obviously, but just the particular point that I want to raise here, which is something you and I have talked about quite a lot when it, de- when, when it comes to long-term disability. So, so here's what he writes. And I'm going to paraphrase and summarize if he thinks, it's a few things because it's a fairly long email. He says he's he's going to be fifty nine years old this coming August. okay? So we're still here in uh, uh, winter, uh, we're we're, we're um, just at the beginning of March, and he's gonna be fifty nine this summer. And he says he's been on LTD long-term disabilities since February of 2022 so we're talking about essentially two years now yes okay keep in mind i got to see my last week he says uh, he tells me who his long-term disability policy is with he tells me the name of the insurance company i won't mention the insurer and he says that he has been a dump truck driver for 17 years he says i don't have much education he says to top it off my company went out of business at the beginning of february of this year The reason that I'm on LTD is because of my back, my neck, my shoulder. I have carpal tunnel and a bad knee. I'm in constant pain with all of my issues. Then he says, I had a physical functional capacity evaluation last year in March over a two-day period. He was approved for LTD until February of this year, right? So just this past February. He says, everything was going good with my, quote, original case manager. But in October of last year, 2023, my case manager changed. She had a different tone to her. He says that in quotes. I was concerned when she became my case manager. And then he says, she sent me to another two-day functional abilities assessment. Hmm. This is back uh, a few weeks back. The physiotherapist, uh, his physiotherapist says he he, he cannot go back to work without physio. And then he, he says, this is how he concludes, he says, I just talked to my case manager today, that's the new one, she's canceling my LTD benefits, three exclamation points. He says, I guess she's pulled some strings and is only extending the LTD benefits for one more month. Then he says, I don't know what to do, he's got like four exclamation points, and then he says, this is very devastating, And then he also mentioned that he has a Canada Pension Plan disability appeal in process. So he wants to talk to me as soon as possible. So let me break this down. The number one thing that jumps at me here, John, is not the fact that he's being cut off at the two-year mark, which is what typically we see with long-term disability claims. People can get cut off at any point, before two years, after two years. But the reason why it's at the two-year mark is because that's when there is a change of definition under the policy. That's when, in order to qualify for long-term disability beyond that uh, two-year timeframe that you've been receiving LTD, uh, the test is, is more difficult to meet. You have to show that you really can't do or can't perform the tasks of any occupation for which you're suited for. And this is important, for which you're suited for. And the reason that's important is because he mentioned at the beginning of the email, you remember, that he's a dump truck driver and he doesn't have much education. Okay, now here's what jumps out at me. Here, he started off by saying, "I have now a new case manager," and I have been seeing this uh, more and more often where people will call me or email me, and the rest of my team, frankly, across Ontario, and they'll tell us, "Look, you know, I, I was on long-term disability. I had a good relationship, sort of, relatively speaking, with my old case manager. They were very sympathetic. I was on, in, on you know, on okay or even friendly terms. I've heard that used before. That term, friendly mm. terms." Uh, with the case manager, and now there's a new one. Now there's somebody new that came on the file. They've reviewed my file. They're they're a bit more. They're more distant. Uh, there's, you know, they want me to be seen by by uh, an assessor, a doctor, or a, 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 a just some someone else just to to figure out whether or not I'm able to do some kind of other work. Look, here's what you need to understand: insurance companies are in the business of not paying. Um, essentially the insurance proceeds, okay? And that's not just for long-term disability. That has to do with home insurance, car insurance. I'm not saying that every time you have an issue with your insurance company, it's going to end up badly. I'm not saying that at all. I've had insurance claims. We've had a flood in our basement. I've had car accidents, you know? So I've dealt with insurance companies. Sometimes you get somebody good. Sometimes they follow the policy and they do what they're supposed to. And sometimes they don't. And a lot of times when people contact me, like this gentleman here who's telling me, look, I can't work. I have all these issues, with my back, with my neck, with my shoulder, carpal tunnel, bad knee. I've been on LTD for two years. I have no, no, no uh, you know, higher-end education. I've been doing the same thing for 17 years. When he's telling me there's a new case manager, immediately I see that there's a red flag. Now, when you get a new case manager, I'm not saying automatically that you're going to have a problem. But I can tell you more often than not when people contact me and tell me that they now have a new case manager, oftentimes there is a reason why there is a new case manager. And some of the reasons are, and sometimes when it happens, it happens close to the two-year mark. And and one of the reasons it happens is because the new case manager takes a look at your file with, quote, fresh eyes. And they try to find some reason to cut you off benefits, some reason to stop paying you. Mm-hmm. Now, they are gambling, right, John? They're gambling that you're going to walk away. They're gambling that this gentleman here who contacted me, who clearly can't work, is going to walk away. Well, he didn't walk away. He Contacted me. He emailed me, and you know what? We're gonna have, we're gonna be able to help him because it's clear to me from reviewing the medical documentation, from his email, from everything that's going on. It's clear to me that the insurance company is wrong in ending his benefits. And by the way, one of the things he said here, he says that you know his case manager, the new one, quote unquote, pulled some strings and is extending the LTD benefits for one more month. She didn't pull any strings. <laughs> when you get LTD and they tell you you're gonna get cut off, typically they give you. Uh, head start. They tell you it's going to be in a month, in two months, in five months. I've seen it as far as 12 months from now. They're telling you they're going to cut you off. And that's not bad. That's actually a good thing. You know why? Because then it gives time for people like this gentleman and others to contact me so that my team and I can do what we need to do to make sure that either they don't get cut off by telling the insurance company that if they get cut off, we're going to file a legal claim against them. Or if we have to file a legal claim, we do this as soon as possible we don't wait a month from now six months from now a year from now because you know once those ltd benefits stop no more money's coming in with well, this person he's going to have to pay his mortgage or his rent he's going to have to pay for his kids whatever expenses there are food put food on the table right so we understand that there is urgency here which is why i tell people as soon as you are suspecting that there is a problem or going to be a problem with your insurance company give us a call. We may tell you to sit tight. We may tell you nothing wrong is happening. We may tell you that it's absolutely normal, what you're seeing, but better be safe than sorry. It doesn't cost anything to talk to us, by the way, not to me, not to any member of my team. It costs absolutely nothing to get this advice, to get some reassurance and to understand where you stand in terms of your rights vis-a-vis the insurance company, because they're banking that you don't know your rights and they're banking. They can take advantage of you and they're banking and gambling, and oftentimes they succeed in intimidating you and bullying you and making you think that you can't do anything. And the exact opposite is true, just like with this gentleman here that we're going to be able to help.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You said uh, you mentioned you know they, they expect you to walk away, and they're you know unfortunately they play a pretty good average, and it usually works out in their favor because a lot of people, as you said, are intimidated. They don't think they have a choice if the big bad insurance company says, "I I got to walk away." I guess they're right. So smart, smart on this this guy for calling you for sure.
1: They, they, they do, John, and you know, because we've been doing this show for so many years, and the TV show, of course, the disability law show, uh, over the years, as people have started watching the show, and people who've watched the show told other people, friends, colleagues, family members, I've gotten people contacting me who've had claims years ago and have given up, didn't, didn't know that they had those rights, didn't think that they were able to actually force the insurance company to do what's right, and, and I can tell you... Um, I mean, I, I won't give you precise numbers, but I can tell you, over the years, I've come across individuals who have forfeited literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to these insurers just by being taken in, thinking that they have no rights, thinking that you know, the insurance company must be correct in denying my claim and rejecting me in telling me to do this or that. No, you have to understand, these insurance companies, they're massive bureaucratic entities. I worked for them, okay? I worked for one of the largest, sorry, for one of the, I worked initially, let me rephrase that, for a law firm early in my career that was the largest insurance defense firm in the country. Wow! I don't know how many insurance companies I worked for. I, I, I lost count. But, and by the way, other lawyers on my team have also worked for insurance companies before. So I'm not talking to you as just someone who's one-sided. I've worked for the other side. I've defended the other side. I can tell you that as soon as you stand up for your rights – If I tell you you have a case and you stand up for your rights or you let me and my team help you stand up for your rights, we're going to get results. It's that simple. But it's your choice. You have to decide to do it. They are hoping. They are banking on you walking away from money that's owed to you. And that money will stay with them. And you only have two years, right, John? We talked about that before. There's a two-year limitation period for legal claims. If you were denied March first, two 2024, you have until technically two years from today. So March 1st, 2026 to start that legal claim. But I would never tell anybody to, you know, to, to, to wait that long. That's too dangerous. You should start a legal claim or at least consult with us, get, you know, an understanding of your legal rights, what your options are as soon as you can, so that you understand what the options are. Then you can decide what you want to do, but get informed. Give us a call. It doesn't cost anything.
0: I want to get into uh, our emails and pocket disability lawyer after a, a short break, Savannah, which we'll take now and come back real quick. So stick around with us. In the meantime, you can always reach out to Savannah and his team. Again, you're always encouraged to do so. If you're betting, should I, shouldn't I? Go with should I. And uh, and always call them one 821 5900 Might just be a chat. That's all you possibly need. Help at disabilityrights.ca as well. And we'll continue momentarily with more of the Disability Law Show. Hang in there. All right, welcome back to the Disability Law Show. We're going to continue hearing your emails that have been flowing in over the past week are uh, coming up shortly, but I know, Savannah, you wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. What do you think, pal? Well, so, I mean, on the heels of the last segment we did with long-term disability, a lot of
1: people, John, for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable contacting a lawyer. Um, Don't want to call me, don't want to email, not just me, but any lawyer, because you're afraid for whatever reason. And again, I understand. Sometimes people just want to Google the answers. Be very careful with trying to Google your questions to your long-term disability uh, questions. By the way, a lot of times it's the spouse or it's the family friend or it's the colleague, somebody else who's trying to help the person who is in the predicament, who's having an issue with their insurance company, and they just don't know where to go to. So I'll tell you this, if you don't want to call me or email me, if you just want to get the information anonymously, but still fast and accurately, go to pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. It's a website we created a few months back. It's been used a ton of time across the country. And all it does is it gives you, again, accurate answers, as accurate as it can give you based on the information you provide, right. without providing a number or, or a name or anything like that. But it's a series of questions, and it's sort of like an AI type of, a, of a website where it kind of forms the answer to your question based on the information you give it. But we've designed it. So we've designed it to give you these answers. So if you go to pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca, just try it out input a few key pieces of information, okay? Mm-hmm. Even general stuff, just try it out. You will get an answer as to whether or not you may or may not have a case against your insurance company, whether your insurance company is right to do what it's doing to you or asking you to do. Again, it's free, it's anonymous. And John, it's been used so many times now because you know people have been telling me that it's really, really helpful to them. After they've used it, they've contacted me because you have that option. So again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca, uh, go use it. Try it out, you'll see.
0: All right, good stuff. Let's get into our first email of the uh, of the show here again, help at disabilityrights.ca. Anytime for you. Jane is up, says, guys, uh, hi, my husband has been involved in a very bad accident resulting in his left leg being severely injured. He was on his way north of the 400, and another car made an unsafe lane change that caused this accident. It's still early as the accident recently happened, but the doctors are predicting that his leg might need to be amputated. He's an on-site project manager. If his leg is removed, he'll never be able to return to his old job again. He earns over $125,000 a year, and we just moved into a new house last year. I also work and cannot stay home to care for him, especially with me being the only earner now. What are some of mine and my husband's options? That's brutal.
1: That is absolutely brutal. And I'm so sorry, so sorry to hear about this, Jane. I mean, what a terrible accident. And and John, you know, I've dealt with those kinds of cases before, sometimes even worse cases. Uh, And, and, you know, for somebody who earns that much and just in general, the impact on the family here, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely critical that they get the advice that they need. So again, within the short period of time that we have here, let's break this down. This was an accident based on the information that Jane is providing here we're talking about an accident that was not his fault and this no. is important because this plays into the second uh, uh, leg of the analysis here for the tort claim the claim against the person responsible for the accident but let's go for a second to the first leg which is the accident benefits when someone in Ontario is injured as a result of a collision or uh, just anything involved with, the, with a car or a vehicle uh, where there is automobile insurance, that person is, is entitled to accident benefits. They're also called no-fault benefits. So it doesn't matter if you're at fault or not. Okay? If you're injured as a result of a car accident or an injury by a car or with a car, you're entitled to accident benefits. And those accident benefits can be significant depending on the type of injuries you have. Uh, again, it all depends where you fall on that spectrum. In this case, with Jane, I mean, her husband is about to potentially have an amputated leg. You can argue, right, depending on the level of severity of his injuries. He's certainly in the, in the uh, he's outside the minor injury guideline. And I'll explain what that means. Mm-hmm. But he can be non-catastrophic, maybe even catastrophic. What does that mean? It means he's entitled to several types of benefits. Certainly, he's entitled to income replacement benefits. Okay, so these are benefits to replace a portion of your income. Okay, depending on the kind of insurance you have, you're going to get to, again, depending on what it is, potentially up to $400 a week. But if you have extra benefits, so you've bought uh, you know, a higher level policy, more benefits, you're entitled to more than that. Not a lot for somebody who's earning six figures, but still it's something. There is other types of benefits, medical and rehabilitation benefits, right? Yeah. He's injured as he is. He's going to need to have physio, he's going to have potentially acupuncture, I mean massage, a lot of different types of benefits potentially. There has to be money accessible to pay for that. It's not covered by OHIP, or at least a lot of it is not going to be covered by OHIP. Um, Under the non-catastrophic category, so non-catastrophic, you're dealing with up to $65,000 available to him from his own insurance company, but if you're catastrophic, you have up to a million dollars available for you. There's also case management services because sometimes some of these cases are very complex. You need somebody assigned to help you out, you know, figuring out all these benefits and how to deal with them. Uh, So, you know, what if he needs help around the home and just in general with activities of daily living, certain things around the home, taking care of himself? You know, under the non-catastrophic category, you're dealing with a maximum of $3,000 a month. But in the catastrophic category depending where he falls, it can be up to a maximum of $6,000 a month. And there's many other types of benefits. Now, let's move to the other leg of the analysis. Jane, this is where the lawyers get in, okay? With acts benefits, oftentimes it's a paralegal that handles those kinds of claims. And we have paralegals in our office, uh, and by the way, they do this um, all the time, and and you know, there's no upfront fees for any of this stuff, okay? Uh, really important that we're able to access all these benefits for your husband. But here's where it becomes more important, I think. The fourth claim, the claim against whoever was responsible for the accident here. Your husband's injuries, depending on the extent and the severity of his inability to work into the future, depending on how old he is, um, depending on what kind of help he'll need around the home, uh, depending on many factors, this is a kind of claim, John, where the kind of um, settlement value, let's call it that, or value, in terms of what the insurance company for the driver that caused the accident may have to pay, we're talking about likely at least in the mid, if not high, six figures, Wow! perhaps even over a million dollars. Keep in mind, we're not in the States. You're not going to get settlements here of a billion dollars yeah. you know, for an accident. <laughs> but, but you're still dealing with an accident where this person who was earning $125,000 a year and may not be able to return to that job, maybe to a different job that pays less, maybe at some point, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of losses. Maybe even more. Again, I don't know. Maybe he's 25 years old. I have no idea, yeah. you know, and he just lost yeah. 40 years of working capacity. I, I have no idea. We don't have that information. But, but clearly, he's going to have other issues. If his leg is going to be amputated, my God, how much uh, – by the way, pain and suffering is another component here, right? That in itself is going gonna, is gonna to attract six figures just for the pain and suffering. So this is the kind of claim, Jen, where we have to look at the, the income loss, the pain and suffering, the impact on you and the rest of the family. Because uh, everybody needs to be compensated here for what's happened. What about things uh, around the home? Maybe you'll need to have modifications, most likely. Is he going to need a wheelchair? Is he going to need other types of help around the home? If he was taking care of winter maintenance, if he was taking care of gardening, if he was doing other things, whatever, whatever it is, we have to look at the economics of this. Okay, No one is going to be able to bring him back his leg or you know, make him whole from a physical standpoint just with money. But when we're talking about legal claims, we're talking about the legalities of this and his rights uh, when it comes to, to legal claims. All we can do is talk about money because that's all we're able to do. We're not the doctors here. So, so John, this is one of those cases where I will tell Jane that it's absolutely critical that we have a chat, a discussion, a fulsome discussion, not just a chat, between me, uh, members of my team, her, her husband, whenever they're comfortable, whenever they want. But the sooner the better so they understand what benefits are available to them, what programs are available to them, what needs to be done and when. Because there are limitation periods. There are time requirements for filing certain documentation with the accident benefits insurer and, and with the insurance company for the gentleman that... Uh, was responsible for the accident here. So it's absolutely critical. But you're dealing with a very, very serious accident. We're going to need to retain experts, which we're, as a firm, going to pay for down the road. So that's the other thing I wanted to mention, John. A lot of people, when they call me, they're very concerned, right? Because, I mean, they're either on disability or they don't have a job or they're injured. The family's not doing well. And the biggest fear is, well, what do we have to pay you up front? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> First, we'll have a talk. First, we'll explain everything to you. Then, even if you hire us to help you, we only get paid at the end. And we get paid essentially a percentage of whatever it is we can recover yeah. for you. If we are wrong and we got you $0, guess what? We get $0. We haven't... We, we're we basically tied to you. It's like a real estate agent, right? They don't sell your house or your apartment. They don't get anything. That's Same right. idea. Yeah. So so it doesn't... It does It really... People need to understand that there is absolutely no reason not to get the advice that they need. And you have to be very careful who you go to for that advice. I'm by no means saying that we are the only lawyers that know this stuff and do this on a daily basis. There are others. I have many good colleagues that I could tell you are just tremendous. But there is also a lot of people out there, a lot of lawyers out there, That if I was in your situation, Jane, or your husband's situation, I would not want them to handle my case, I'm sorry. But that's just the the way it is. And that's the way I think it is in any industry, right? With dentists, with doctors, with lawyers, engineers, accountants, right? So, you know, I tell people go on our website or Google us, you you will start seeing some of the reviews of clients that have helped us, that we've we've helped in the past. Uh, But it's really, really critical, Jane, that you and your husband get the information you need to understand what the options are, what needs to be done right now.
0: Jane, it's a uh, big mountain to climb for sure, but there is, uh, you've started uh, the first path and the first step towards uh, getting it resolved, and that's uh, reaching out to Savan through email. You know, the uh, the phone number is is sure to follow. We are just about done for this Friday. Get out and enjoy your weekend. But uh, again, you can always reach Savan and his team going forward. It's, uh, you know, if you want a private conversation, you don't want to, uh, you know, make it that vocal, send an email, make that phone call, and it's it. There's, there's no charge for it, really. The, uh, the number one 855 821 Again, one 855 Five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 5900 Keep that number close by. Email we use right there is help at disabilityrights.ca. And for short, concise, quick notations on LTD, really simple to digest. I want to throw this one out there before we close. That would be ltdfaq.ca. That could be incredibly helpful, ltdfaq.ca. So get out there, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate the last half hour, and we'll catch you next time here on the Disability Law Show on 640 Toronto.